eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's Post Game Podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast. The guys have left. It is uh, 10 o'clock as we record this. It's Monday. It's frigid. Uh, and this podcast can be a little bit different there, Al Dukes. That's right, Jerry. We have uh, Andrew uh, in studio today. Uh, say hello, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Andrew, you bid uh, last year on uh, the, uh, what's the organization? Hungerthon. Hungerthon. Why to, Hunger? Why Hunger yep. <clears throat> to come in and uh, visit with the show. What took you so long? It's Hungerthon already this week <laughs> coming up. Because to... 52 weeks later. <laughs> I had to make my way up to uh, New York City. It's not exactly. Oh, where are you from? He doesn't live here. Oh. I'm from Maryland. Oh, you're from Maryland. Yes. Wow. That's why I said they're spending a weekend in this godforsaken city because they're from Maryland. Oh, okay. So you spent, you came up when? Friday? That's correct, yes. And uh, you came with your friend? What's your friend's name over there? Shashank. Shashank. I did Google him, by the way. You did? Mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on, Jerry. Okay. What'd you did come you up do with? a full background check, too? No, I just saw that uh, he looked like he had, like, a real job, and I was like, oh, this guy has, like, uh, you know, is in business. <laughs> 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 he looked like a business-type guy, Jerry. Jobs we don't understand. Yeah, jobs we do not understand. We don't, you have an office job, uh, Andrew? Uh, I do. I uh, am an accountant. Oh, my gosh. See, this is what Jerry and I would love to know. When you <laughs> get to work, do you have, like, you know what you're doing from time you were there till you Pretty hit much. lunchtime and then you go home so i do people's taxes so like when we have when it's time to prepare taxes yeah. i have stuff to do okay but like right about now there's not a whole lot going on so what do you do, so. yeah, what do, you do? Right, perfect a day like tomorrow you're gonna go back into the office it's we're kind of in between the whole thing yeah business taxes are done personal taxes not yet so you just hanging out and doing like black friday shopping Oh, more or less, yeah. I, I sign in, I check my email, see if anybody wants anything from me. If wow. they do, I'll I'll do it. If not, then I'll just uh So you just hang whatever. out. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Oh, it sounds so awesome. Well, yes, but it's not awesome in February, March, and April. Well, let me ask you this. Why are some people still didn't get their tax returns yet? Their refunds? Yeah, refunds. Um, they probably paper filed their taxes, so which means they signed it, printed it out, signed it, and mailed it into the IRS. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
that takes like 10 times as long for the IRS to process. And they didn't have electronic debit information included on the tax return, oh, which see. means they actually mail a paper check oh, to you. Oh, they want a paper check, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on TurboTax? <laughs> it's great. It's, it's from 90% of people that don't uh, don't take itemized deductions. It's perfectly fine. Because I think Jerry thinks, like, by me doing TurboTax, like, I'm missing no, out. No, And I think I am missing out on deductions. I know. I never said that. Because I, because you have a, I think you have simple. a simple return. But I feel like I could be – everyone thinks everything's – right offable they're like oh you you um oh you drive to work this is right down his alley (laughs) oh you drive to work you can deduct your gas (laughs) that's what my friends all say no i can't you cannot because you get a w-2 from odyssey i presume right so you cannot employee expenses uh for somebody that you if you get a w-2 you cannot if you owned your own business like jerry and his cornhole and he had to travel for like a cornhole oh, convention. How about oh, this? Jimmy cornhole conventions <laughs> this summer. I like this. Okay. Yes, that would be. Um, and then if you have a a car that you use for um, for, for your cornhole business, or you need a truck, or you need like a, a Ford Raptor Ooh, to so let's carry. Talk. So if I got a truck <laughs> because I got to move boards back and forth, is that fully deductible? <laughs> if it's fully if it's fully used for business, it is. Yeah. How about that? People also think this deductible means I get all the money. Oh, no. No, it does not. So basically, whatever your marginal tax rate, that's the you multiply that by the deduction amount. That's the amount of tax you're actually saving. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Might have to get a truck now. (laughs) Does your family ask you to do their taxes? They do, yes. And theirs is uh, surprisingly not simple. Well, it is now, but they lived in, um, my parents lived in different states before, so we had to file. Uh, both in California and in Maryland, yeah. and we had to split the income. You ever see when you're doing someone's taxes that they're up to something? <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> but like uh, like former President Bush once yeah. said, don't ask, don't tell. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. People just hiding money in the He's islands. Like, mm, this doesn't look like a real tax deduction. <laughs> I mean, my coworker once found somebody who tried to write off her, um, like, freezing her embryos. As a uh, tax expense. As, as a term. tax expense? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what business she was really doing that that would be oh my God. necessary. Future employees. But... <laughs> <laughs> They're frozen right now, though. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my God. Okay. Wages. Wages. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you enjoy, How did you come upon the post-game podcast? I listened to Boomer and Carton when I started working. I, I was just uh, initially at my first job. It was a lot of, um, well, you're, you're in the office for eight hours. You want to listen to something. And you want to appear? I was not, no. I was just looking for podcasts to listen to. I started listening to Boomer and Carton. thought that was kind of funny. Um, and then in particular, I thought Jerry was funny. How about that? Yeah. I wow. remember, uh, number one, your rant about when Craig tried to give you a $100 gift oh, card that was the and best. the Russell Westbrook rant. <laughs> and then number two, one time he <laughs> made fun of your uh, made fun of your son playing baseball and you went off on him. I, that that might have been off that on Boomer. Was, that was Boomer, actually. Yeah. That's the only time in 14 years I'm with the show. It's the only time in 14 years I've ever genuinely been upset with him. Mm. That was that pissed me off. We were at a charity softball game. You remember this? We were playing it in Brooklyn. Vaguely. Yeah, we were in Brooklyn. And, you know, Craig is, he runs the whole thing. And I'll never, so I had my boys with me. Matthew is now 18. Joseph's now 12. So he had to have been four or five. And even at that age, he could hit. 
And so it was like the last inning, and Craig's like, you know, Joseph, grab a bat. Come on, kid. Come hit. And I still have it on video. And he goes up there, and Boomer's like, what are we doing? This is this is a game. The kids don't belong. I thought he was joking at first. He wasn't joking. And he was serious. Like, get him off the field. And then whoever tossed him the ball, he hit a line drive up the middle, and they threw him out at first base. But I was like, hey, good for you. Like, he went up there, he hit the ball. And he was, like, genuinely pissed. <laughs> And I was equally ticked off the next day. That That's the only time in all these years I've ever been upset with either of them. So then it came honest. up the next day where yeah. they were like, oh, and Jerry had his kid. That's what I call them, the Nordic nutsack, I believe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Hmm, now, maybe not. I don't remember. I, but I know that's online, that whole exchange. Is the Russell Westbrook and your money seal thing the same thing? No. No, no, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no the Russell Westbrook is, I think. Isn't it? It's a. I remember them being different. Yeah, I thought it was all one long, gigantic piece, but maybe not. Okay, maybe not. That was my favorite, the Jerry Seal rant, because the, the, first of all, it was six twenty, so it's not like it was a day of ball busting. It was early. It was early, and just, I don't think I started yet. <laughs> Craig found those gift cards yeah. in his office and wanted us to earn them and beg for them and beg for them. Did anybody check if those gift cards were expired or not? Yeah. No, no, actually, I definitely used mine. And I gave mine to Bob Dwyer, who used his, too. Yeah. yeah I actually, they were good. Yeah, I bought a... Uh, uh, Condo like in Bradley a, Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I bought, like, a mini Mac computer with it. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, they were $500 gift cards. Where he got them from? Don't know. Don't know. Maybe he was, like, paid by a client, you know, to do their commercials, and they gave him gift cards. Yes. But he just, like, unburied them in his office one day. Yeah, that was a rough one. That yeah, day. That was so great. I, I, I wasn't mad at him. I knew what he was doing, but it frustrated me. Like over I'm, here, over here. Like I'm a pauper, you know, yeah. looking for <laughs> God. And I heard him not long ago do something similar in the afternoon. He does that, yeah, yeah. Where he had, so, oh, he was about Christmas presents. Right. He's like, well, maybe well, you I don't mean, earn your Christmas present. <laughs> Tommy Lugauer accepted his, accepted his $40,000 qualifying offer, if you uh, listen to their show. He what, was, happened? what was that? They were talking about, um, oh, we'll give you qualifying offers, one year guaranteed. How much money would you accept? Tommy Lugauer, $40,000. He said, I'm in. <laughs> wow. Okay. McMonagall turned down sixty five grand. So wow. He must be raking it in around nice. here for radio standards. Well, that's interesting. Huh. I'll have to check that out. So, so he's remaining a free agent. Correct. All right. Hmm. He considers himself the Aaron Judge of producers, I guess. I guess so. McMonagle does. I guess so. And, and, Tommy, I know, and Tommy is a maid, so he probably wants that guaranteed money, Right. as we found out. Maybe uh, McMonagle's thinking Eddie's retiring soon. Well, Eddie said he is. And then he'll... wonder if Eddie and I will retire the same year. You better not. You uh, told me 60. I'm going out at 60. So is he. He's older than you, though. Right. I'm hoping for 55. I want to get retired. I right, want like, to be why retired not? at 45. Miss why not? Boat. You married a person? I am not, no. But what are your thoughts? So we talk about retirement often. I say I want to retire. I don't mean I really want to retire. I mean, I just don't want to have to go somewhere every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. I still want to – I got to do something. There's no way I could retire and just stare at television every day. What you, you retire at 55. What's the game plan? Uh, there's a lot of traveling that I would like to do. Like I always say, like, put up a map. And just throw a dart. I always do that too. I have a, I have an idea for a reality for the show. TV show. That's yeah, right. I love now, that idea. If it comes to like North Dakota, I'm not going. I'm rethrowing the dart. But, you, but <laughs> okay, but just you, block off some states. You say that 55. You look like you're in relatively good shape. I think you've got a plan till 90. 
You okay. have enough money to travel enough to keep you busy for the next 45 years. All right, number one financial tip I'm going to give to the entire audience. Ooh, like Call this. me Guy Adami Jr. Okay. I've been maxing my 401k and my IRA since the day I started working. Okay. So I'm 28 right now. I started working at 21. Seven years, I've been contributing $30,000 plus to okay. my retirement. I have no kids, and I have, uh, I'm not married. Right. Um, so you've you done al- well. You always say that if you didn't have kids, you would have more money. That's 100% true. That's right. like the number one thing yeah. that I learned from my job. Yes. Like everybody says they have kids. They're miserable all the time. There's no sleep, and they're expensive. They're very expensive. Um, Wouldn't trade it for the world, but they're expensive as hell. I would. I mean, I don't have it. I mean, because so. you don't have them. If you had your own kid, you would think differently because I did not want children. Yeah. And I was the same way. Matter of fact, it was, they were, I don't want to say arguments, but me and my wife had disagreements about it until we actually had kids. I did not want children. Mm-hmm. I wanted to travel. I wanted to save money and I wanted just to enjoy my life. Right. And then she convinced me and it's the, I couldn't imagine not having kids. No disrespect. I could not imagine going home every day with nothing to do and nothing, no one to go watch, play sports. And I, Sounds like you need a hobby, Jerry. I, I have a lot. I of don't need a hobby. I have plenty of hobbies. I have more hobbies than I have time for. Your hobbies are associated with your children, though, correct? No. 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 Play oh. golf. Okay. I run a cornhole league. I was thinking about your coaching, like coaching I love baseball. Coaching. Yeah, you yeah. love doing that. Do. I would Which consider I plan that to a, do when they're done. I actually yeah. plan to continue that with my own teams, with different, with just different groupings of children that has nothing to do with my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. That would be a hobby for sure because I think it's fun. I mean, for me, I find that, like, I consider time as almost a currency now, right? Like, there's not enough time to do all sure. the things that I want to do. I agree. I can't imagine, like, having young ki- young children, young kids that you have to take care of. That's just additional time that I don't uh, have. Not as much as you already. think. And I think when it comes to all the post-school stuff, so they're in school during the day. It's not like there's any responsibility all day until they get home at 3 o'clock. I can't wait for the weekends when my son's got a flag football game into a baseball game into a double header it there's nothing better like it is an absolute blast so again un- until you have kids i'm with you i would have been like ugh, mm-hmm. that sounds awful but when it's your kid running out there and when your kid's good i tell you there is nothing better i've got we went to i was telling you ripkin in maryland my little guy hit in, in a weekend hit what he hit Three doubles, two triples, and like, it's awesome. I mean, it's you can't even you can't even describe it. I would prefer to do that a hundred times over than sitting around watching Netflix all day. Oh, I don't watch a whole lot of television, so. Oh, good so. for you. How old a man are you? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay, I still got a lot of time. <laughs> Al, Al's still thinking that he's going to uh, he's he's freezing his, his sperm so that he can have children. No. He's... I was going to tell you, don't get a dog if you're thinking of getting a dog. <laughs> They're equally as expensive. No, the only animals I want to have are stuffed. So. Stuffed animals. I did think one time about getting a, uh African gray parrot. Yeah. When Jerry told me they live to, like, they're like 80. Well, we looked into it. Yeah. It was going to outlive you. Yeah. And plus, what if it decided just it was going to be a screaming parrot? You know, I'm in a condo. Yeah, you can't. I can't have that. You'd have to give it up. Right. Who do I give it? Just let it loose? <laughs> open the open the window. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're gonna have an invasive species yeah. in uh, New Jersey. Yes. Just, uh, thanks to you. Thanks to me. Yep. Hmm. Okay. So you're gonna retire at 55. All right. So you still got plenty of time. Your 401k though this year looking like trouble. It does, but I mean, it, it's still 
You got such a long time. It's such a long time that I don't even look at it. It's just numbers on a screen yeah, to me. Yeah. You know, like I can always make more money. It's not a big. deal. How do you decide what to put your four hundred one k money into? Um, the firm has limited options. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty young, so I just put everything into into stocks and equities. I don't really bother with bonds right now. And do you do one of those like all in one things where it's like no. I'm gonna retire in 2065? I'll put it in that thing. No, I don't use that because I feel like that is um, typically more conservative usually because they they'll usually have some bond allocation yeah. in those uh, regardless of your age. And then um, I, I'm, I'm super aggressive really in, in the market. So I'm buying a lot of uh, smaller capital and medium capital stocks than a typical person would do. A typical person is mostly invested in the S&P 500. Right. Um, so... Jerry's totally invested in the Odyssey stock. No, real estate. Real estate. Stock. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I mean, hey, if you, I, I hear you guys talk about like financial stocks, tax, sure, Teslas. Like I drive a Tesla. So any questions that you guys have, I let me know. I'd be happy to. Uh, Boomer wants to know where are all the batteries going for these Teslas. That's a question that I do not know the answer yeah. to. Well, he might have to call his BFF, Mr. Musk. Right. Yeah, where are all our batteries going? I imagine they're being buried in landfills, that would be my guess, but I don't know. I just shoot them right up the to the moon. <laughs> no, it's you, not. Do you believe in aliens? Do I believe in aliens? Um, I don't believe or or not believe. If they're out there, great. If they're not, um, it's no skin off my back. I don't really care. Who do you think built the pyramids? Uh, slaves. Really? So actually, like, human beings who... You don't think gigantic humans... <laughs> <laughs> that was one theory, Jerry! <laughs> That there's a giant species of humans that were around with that, regular sized that people. That they picked up pebbles and they, and they created just, pyramids yeah. that would last for the next species that would be five foot eight. <laughs> um, Al, send me your research on this. I might have to investigate that. All but right, I'm not, not going to just believe it. Just yeah, <laughs> Right now it sounds... No, even that one is a little far-fetched for me, <laughs> these giants, because as Jerry made a great point, they haven't found any giant bones. <laughs> Right, we've dug up dinosaurs from millions of years ago, but we haven't found any of these. We haven't found a giant finger yet. <laughs> we've not found one large finger. Uh, no, hmm. but come on, that can't be. What are some other topics that we cover on a regular basis that you enjoy? Um, oh, did you take notes? Oh yeah, I have oh. a. Oh okay. Ooh, prep. What is this? Let's start going through some of that. I like this. Well, let's see. Um... Let's talk a little bit about how to rebuild the Yankees. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right up Al's alley again. <laughs> um, you guys are both broadcasters. You love broadcasting. Um, I, I have a list of some of my favorite sports broadcasters, the play-by-play and color, some of the best ones in my opinion. I have right. a list of some of the worst ones. I don't know if we want to go, go, go into them. Um, yeah. I'll start. I mean, play-by-play, Iron Eagle. Is, yeah, 100%. Uh, is really good. Uh, I really like Spiroditas. He makes everything sound really serious and like really um, like a, it's a monumental occasion. Uh, Joe Davis, uh, broadcaster for, okay. for the Dodgers. Yep. I, I like him. And uh, Brian Anderson for baseball. I enjoy him as well. Okay. Um, I'm on you with the Iron Eagle. The rest of the guys I'm not really too sure about. <laughs> you know who Al loves? Andrew Catalan. No. Andrew Catalan's fine. He's, he's okay. <laughs> I have nothing against Andrew Catalan. I just... I feel like he's, uh, you know, a step down from, you know, like the Romos and the... Well, yeah, I mean, that's why he's not the number one team. Right. 
Hence, he's the step down <laughs> or three or four step down. Yeah, I think uh, Andrew Catalan is the D team, so he's uh, technically Way like down three, st- three steps down. So who who do you have some people you don't really care for? All right, play-by-play, play. Bob Costas, mm. number one. Well, I, I mean, wise, he had a tough time this year. I mean, I listened to his broadcast this year, and it's not even the stories. I, I don't mind the stories. It's the way that he presents information as if it's the first time it's ever been presented to the world. Well, he'll tell you, and I think he did, that he presents it that way because somewhere, somebody somewhere in the country right. is the first time they're hearing. Oh, it was the first time but that I, I heard a lot you. of his stories. But it's like he—it's like he's inventing yep. bread every time. It's like, oh my God, I, did you know that in 1962? Yep. Like blah blah blah. And Ron Darling had a tough time with him. Uh, I agree. Yep. And my second for worst, worst, Michael K. Now, why is that? I think Michael K. is is terrific. I listen to the on the MLB TV. I listen to the opposing team broadcasts. But why? I'm just curious. Like, what is? I about find him that you his don't like? um, cadence to be a bit sticky. The way that he talks, I find that it's it's a bit aggravating. It's like, hey guys, listen to the Michael K. Show, and I'll give you a hundred dollars uh, to mm. to the listener. I because yeah, you're not that, alone. A lot of people are not fans of his work. I actually think he's pretty good, but maybe. I, I find like he he no, never disagrees with, um, well, I don't listen that frequently because I listened for the first like 20 games and I was like, all right, let me switch mm-hmm. to something else. But um, he never really disagrees with Paul O'Neill. Here's and, why. And I, I've, it's funny, a friend of mine is a big Yankee fan who can't stand Sterling or Kay, which he's got problems and it is what it is. I've had this conversation with him similar. It's hard to disagree with the guy that did it. For instance, I am never going to disagree with Boomer with what happens on the football field. I've never played the position. I've never seen it from that perspective. And I don't understand the speed of the game and what play was called and how many check downs there are and blah, 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 blah. Michael Kane never played. So if Paul O'Neill says this, 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 and that about something that happened in left field, What's Michael Kay going to say? Well, you know what? When I played Little League. Does he have eyes? A similar thing happened, too. Does, I, I mean, no, it's a different conversation, though, because you don't have that perspective of actually being out there with 40,000 people staring at you, making a play in a split decision or making a decision in a split second and actually having that experience. It's hard to argue the player that's done it and can see and can tell you why it happened as opposed to Joe Sports fan that's sitting there, that guy sucks. What is he doing? Big difference. So let me ask you this. How many um, Marlins games uh, is uh, Paul O'Neill watching a year? I have no how, idea. How many? Um, Don't know. Like a, when he comments on the other team. Sure. His opinion is. But what uh, are we talking? Are we talking about plays that are made on the field? Or you're just talking about how good a guy is? How good? How good? Like if you just say um, how good is Robbie Ray and you ask. Um and you ask Mike. Uh, I'm sorry if you ask Paul O'Neill. Sure. And you ask him how good is Robbie Ray? Is his opinion really going to be that much more valid than just a casual fan who watches Mariners games 162 well, why games ask a year? Him then? When the when the Mariners play the Yankees oh, and Robbie Ray's on there and they have this little thing that's like keys to the game sure. and then it'll always be like oh you need to hit Robbie Ray early or something like that. Like where's he getting that information? So from? you want him to disagree with his keys to the game? I want um like that's I, what he's there for. I I want I it, it feels to me that Michael K is he does he never disagrees. It's okay if you agree for the most part sure. or you defer, but it, it's it's almost like it's like 
Like, I'll give you an example. Dwayne Stats is the broadcaster for the, for the Rays. For the Rays. He yeah. used to be the broadcaster for the Yankees. Okay. He'll disagree with Brian Anderson, the pitcher, um, who's his uh, his color analyst. Right. And so, like, I, I'm asking, like, why did they go to Michael Kay over Dwayne Stats all those years ago? I, I don't know the answer. It might have been a contract dispute, dispute or whatever. But, like, yeah, to I me, know, I think he's... That was when Kay was on radio, right? And then they slid him over to TV. I believe I think so, that's yeah. I think he did it with John on radio, and then they moved him over to the TV booth, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Listen, you're not alone. A lot of people don't like him, so I was just curious why. Not, not uh, I don't like him, I don't dislike him. I think he's fine. What other topics you got on that list? You want to talk about color broadcasters? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Best ones, um, Sarah Kustak for for the Nets, I think is... Who? Oh, Sarah. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. Yes, I think is. Tom Verducci is really good on baseball. I like Adam Archuleta for, for NFL. I think that's an under-the-radar. Who's he partnered with? Uh, he used to be with Spiro. He's now with, I believe, Brian Gumbel. Okay. That's a low-level broadcaster. <laughs> Al's never heard of any <laughs> of these people. Low-level. <laughs> he knows Adam Archuleta. Yeah, I'm familiar with him, yeah. and I know Sarah Costic. I've never heard her. Sarah Kustak? Kustak. Kustak? I know she does net stuff. <laughs> and you know Mika Parsons. <laughs> and Mika Zibinijad. Oh, yeah, yeah, Zibinijad. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And who are some color commentators you don't really care for? Uh, Number one on my list is Mark Schlereth. Um, everything really comes down to, oh, my God, they can run the ball. Oh, my God, the offensive line <laughs> is so good. Like, they're just beating people off the ball. Well, yeah, like like Jerry, you, you say sometimes offensive lineman, if he fails three times and gives up three sacks and yeah. 75 plays, he had a bad game. Right. Well, it's easy to cherry pick a game where, like, the guy pancakes somebody. And it's like, oh, my God, he's so good. But, like, really, like, that happens all the time. All the time. Absolutely. That is true. And I don't particularly particularly care for Charles Davis either. Um, he seems a bit with Ian. Correct. He seems a bit too earnest. I thought he had a bad game yesterday. I didn't watch any of the games yesterday. He was the Colts Eagles. They were on okay. a lot yesterday, and didn't didn't care for it. What does that mean? He's too earnest. Um, it's a little bit of the oh, this is I this I, I just have to bring this information to you like it. it it seems a little bit forced the way that he presents his information to me. Well, there are guys, and I think it was him. Maybe that, and this is what I'm thinking about. There are certain guys, they have so much information. Like, like um, When you prep for a football game, it's mind-numbing, the amount of information oh, yeah. that is at your disposal. And some guys will put down six, seven, eight notes per player, which takes you forever, which I hate doing football. There was a situation yesterday with Ian and Charles Davis where Charles Davis had a note on a player, and he goes into it and goes, oh, I'm sorry, that's the guy on the Colts, not the Eagles. <laughs> and then Oops. Ian saved him. Ian goes, yeah, but you know what? I know what you were thinking because he played on the Eagles. Yeah. And I'm like, boy, that was quick because he sounded like a jackass. But that's a guy trying to force in information that need to. So you're right. You're right. I know they did this um, a while back, and people hated it, but – 
I, I really feel like they should try it again, which is just bring the sounds of the game with no no broadcast. When you're at the stadium, yeah, there's the public address announcer and whatnot saying, oh, here's Aaron Judge, yeah. here's Giancarlo Stanton. But there's really not a constant in your ear, um, oh, this is what's this is what's happening. It's three and one, blah blah blah. Um, if they were to try that again, I'd be interested to see how fans would I be. I think receptive. they do that. The um, TVs that have the was a four H. What the hell is the thing? Four K. Four K. Four K broadcasts. You can watch them, and all you get is the PA announcer. Okay. So, but you have to have you got to know where to find it on your TV, yeah. right? And they TV just randomly it. put games on. Yeah, you yeah. don't know, and I don't know that there's a schedule to even find for it. But they have done it, and it is it is neat. They give you the feel like you're at the stadium. You hear the PA announcer, and you're just watching the game. I saw mm-hmm. baseball. I think it was last summer, okay. but I don't know where you find the schedule. I'd for love it. them to do that for radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, with ra- with just television, you have eyes. You can see the game. <laughs> It'd be great. Just turn on uh, 101.9 Yankee broadcast. It just like, <laughs> 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 you know, don't know what happened. Well, I mean, that would be sponsored by Buick. Yeah, <laughs> it would be a lot of swing and misses. If uh, yeah, that it would be, that's true. That it would Good be. Good point. That is true. <laughs> right, what other topic you got on that list? I like this. Um, you want to talk about your SAT scores? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, some people don't test well. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> I'd love to take them right now. All right, Al. I will make a counterpoint for right. something you brought up okay. a uh, a couple of um. I believe a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago. Right. You hate people video recording at concerts, correct? Yeah, I do. Um, I will video record like the the maybe like fifteen to thirty seconds of the chorus of songs that I like. Okay. And you say that people don't go back and rewatch them, and I, I rewatch mine all the time. You it do. helps me go to sleep. It, it, like the my you favorite have a part of like of, choruses. Um, it's not really a playlist. I just have a whole bunch of videos on my phone that I go back to. And like, there are some concerts initially when I was at concerts, I just took pictures, but then I switched to taking video and I'm like, this is fantastic. Like I can relive the experience of being there, um, in that moment. And I found sometimes that like, when I see somebody really, really good live, I can't even listen to their music. Um, just like on, on YouTube or on Spotify, because it's just so much more raw in right. the, in the, in the experience. So that's just a, I, I don't disagree with you necessarily, but like try it. And then for like your favorite Bruce song, just record like a 30 second clip of, of your favorite song and see if you go back to it sometimes. I like some, I would sometimes record, if I record anything at a concert, I record the, uh, blank stage and then the entrance yeah i do like the entrance cool. i do like seeing those like to sometimes the bands will have something going before they come on i like that i got that for uh geo's favorite dua lipa when she was in in dc that was very yeah. cool yeah i like that I'll, I'll look for that sometime. it's also neat too now the technology that you can the stuff's on your phone goes right to youtube if you want to put it there or google photos and you can just watch everything yeah i have mine on google photos i don't put things on uh on youtube really like uh I guess, like, to me, social media in general, I don't know if you consider YouTube a social media, but social media is, it, is about, like, um, like other people, like, commenting on your stuff. I don't care about other people's opinions. So you right. don't want their bother. opinions on your video capabilities. No. Uh, All right. Or about most things, really. Got it. Good for you. Hey, good for you. <laughs> I agree. What, what else? else? Um, I guess we could talk about sort of experiences I have with WFAN. Oh, all right. You have multiple interactions with WFAN? Uh, not multiple. I've called in um, tw- 
twice. I called into the to the Boomer and Geo show Hodako. once. And I spoke to you, Al, <laughs> and it was about your podcast. I, I just oh, okay, oh, so that he loved was it. nice. That I was a very friendly guy. Really yeah, good call I, on line one. Take Andrew. <laughs> I didn't get on. I didn't get on the air, but I asked you if I could sponsor your podcast. Oh, okay, um, that's the way to my uh, to my heart. You uh, <laughs> talk about you. Talk about me when you call into Boomer and Geo. Well, Boomer you said no, so <laughs> oh, all right then. No, Al, you can't. Al didn't want my money. <laughs> wow. Hmm. But uh, I guess is Paul alive? Like he is alive. Okay, like uh, he just like dipped off. He the... disappeared. Okay, he's still just, alive. Just uh, just he's still married. I checked in with him uh, recently. You know, I went uh, two years without speaking to him for wow. no other reason other than no podcast. Yeah, I don't know. We hit, we hit the pandemic. We were both doing nothing. You would think you'd talk more. Yeah, and then uh, then we've been emailing back and forth uh, probably for a couple of months now. Okay. So he's doing well. Don't do any John Gruden type emails. No, no, no. We're all very, <laughs> we're all good, Mm-mm. solid with our emails. Okay. Um, I guess interaction with you, Jerry. I guess would be just ordering, ordering the calendars. All right. We nice. emailed a couple times back and forth. I saw that you uh, added the capability to buy multiple calendars this year. Uh well, yeah, because I have a different platform. I'm selling them on there. Uh, yeah. Shopify has been unbelievable it's so much easier than what i was doing so last year i mean i came up this was i did this on a whim i remember mm-hmm. talking to him i'm like i remember saying so i was trying to sell him last year for the baseball team to go to ripkin in south carolina which is really expensive and i said do you think i could sell a hundred of them and then i could make at least maybe a thousand dollars to give to the team which would take the cost down a little bit and so i bought a hundred to start and i sold them like that so i'm like all right I was doing those with Google Docs. Yeah. So when someone emailed me that said they wanted one, I was putting their name in, and then I would give them the Venmo or the however you use your debit card or your credit card. And when the order came in, a blue check mark would go next to their name. Like, all right, this guy ordered one. Now I got to go fill the order. And when the order was done, I would then put a black check mark next to it. So blue check mark order, black check mark order filled. And that's how I did all the orders. Shopify, which I found, it just does everything. And it's so simple. Yeah, I remember because I tried to buy like three calendars last year, and I was like, "Should I just submit it three times?" Problematic, yes. <laughs> well, I didn't know what I was doing. I was creating like online forms. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Really, this happened very quickly last year. This year, I'm a little more prepared. Now, speaking of the calendar, yeah, I'd like to submit a potential quote for next year. I'm, I love it. All right, so here's my quote. Is Ooh. this a your personal quote? This is something that I say. Okay, so, and your name goes in it then. Sure. Absolutely. Perfect. Everyone is dying. Some of us just don't realize it yet. I like that. That's pretty good. That's very good, actually. That would fit nicely. The one that I always wanted to use, but I can't commercially, is the one from Cake. As soon as you're born, we start dying. Mm. Which is so true and depressing all at the same time. Which is similar in a way. I like that. Yes, done. Some people don't know they're dying. Um, I was born in August. August is yours. That's awesome. Fine. Just can't be September. I'm always he, September. In case he says something, I got September. August is yours. Done. Awesome. That, that's easy. I'll like buy that. another three next year. <laughs> you can even submit a photo with it. Okay. I can I'll make th- the I'll whole month yours. That. Right. Yeah. You're a photographer of sorts. Okay. So that brings, uh, I, I guess, sort of another uh, point. So you guys take input from Twitter frequently. You you guys, I'm not on Twitter, right? So Good for you, smart man. Is there is there a good way for people that are not on Twitter to sort of get in touch with you guys? I, I know that like only ten percent of the U.S. or the world population less, is yeah. on Twitter. Would it be just the WFAN email? Do you do Instagram? No, 
Yeah, no. I don't even think we have the WFAN email anymore. I mean, our own... Uh, our own one, our own. I can send it. My email address. So I can send it. Good. Send it to Spike and ask him to forward. <laughs> and he would. And he would actually. Oh, you yeah. have my. You have my contact. Wait, wait. So. All you have to do is you, you know, with all these companies, you see spikes and just switch out the names. Everybody. Figure it out. Yeah. I actually wanted to send Jerry Jones an email from the Cowboys. I'm like, I must have his email address if I got all these other ones. I just didn't do it because. Uh, yeah, I've done that when I, you know, trying to book guests years ago mm-hmm. that way, and it's amazing how simple some. People that are higher up in the sports world, how simple their emails are. Yeah. Goes to try their full name at gmail.com. A lot of people have that. Now, Jerry, I have your Reco Sports yeah. email. Is that, is that okay to use? I'm the for only other one stuff? that runs it. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I have no help. It's all me. Well, when Boomer invests $15 million for an 8% stake, you know, that might be a little bit different. Yeah, you're going to have to get yourself a staff, Jerry. I'm not getting myself a staff. <laughs> Reco I'm, Sports by the staff. Way, that whole thing with the Cornhole League, I still to this day don't know if he's serious or not. Right. Huh. I don't have a clue. There, legit, there's a building available that would be perfect. And Hill in passing, did you go see the building yet? N- no. I think if you did everything and put it on paper and put it in front of him. Well, it's a lot of work for, them, for him to then say no. I was just kidding, Jerry. Get yeah, right. That's don't you just take your – I presume it's a, if you're running it yourself – can't you just take your Schedule C from the last couple of years? Say this is how much money. No, he wants he wants projections. Uh, he wants to know how big it's going to be. I only run it one night a week. He wants he wants a full full week business plan. Yeah. So what are we doing on Tuesdays? What are you doing on Wednesdays? How many tournaments are you running? Are you doing baseball? I'm like, listen, I got two kids. I got four jobs right now. I'm good. Yeah, Boomer's yeah. looking to really get involved. Right. See, that's what, that's what the staff is for. <laughs> good point. I know. I need that you staff, know, Jerry. You know what problem I found? I have is I am a complete control freak because when people don't do things the way they need to be done and you're responsible for their work, I have a problem with that. Okay. So uh, that's why you guys are always getting on Anthony Gallo. How so? I'm just kidding. I love Gallo. He's tremendous. All right, well, who, they who's get on the, Gallo. Who's I the don't. digital guy that uh, oh, is always Izzo. On, Yeah, Izzo yeah, is constantly, Izzo. constantly under fire. Yeah. yeah, and then he will continue to be part <laughs> of the game. It's kind of fun. I will bring up. Do um, you guys want to hear about my experience with on Carton Roberts, or you don't care? I got on the air one time. How'd that go? <laughs> um, they didn't really like my idea. Um, <laughs> of it was during the baseball lockout, and so like when I watch um, sports in general, I, I I don't care about the players, frankly, at all. Like as long as it's a competitive game, that's fine. Okay. So I was just like you know, guys, let's just kick out all the current players and let's just bring in scabs and just pay them like 120th of what they're mm-hmm. currently making. And yeah, will you lose some viewership? Yeah, but will you still get at least 5%? I feel like because if you get 5% viewership on five, uh, on 5% of the salary, I feel like you're at somewhat comparable in terms of um, final net income. Right. Um they didn't go for it. Evan was like, oh, yeah, they did this in 1994. They, it was bad baseball. I'm like, I don't care if it's bad product objectively on the field. I care that it's competitive. Now, if you're telling me that it's going to be 20 to 3 that in a baseball game, yeah, that's that's problematic. But I, I feel like if it's like 10-9 because nobody can pitch, right. like, that's competitive. Like, well, I always thought, I've actually always thought whether you're talking about lockout strikes, contract um, negotiations, just because you got the best people playing it right now doesn't mean there aren't others that are capable of it. 
there's so much talent out there that never gets discovered. So if, for instance, if you, if Major League Baseball wiped out all, whether 30 teams, 25 guys, all thousand players in Major League Baseball and took the next best thousand, yeah. the product would actually still be pretty good. How many college players that play high-level college baseball that wind up playing maybe minor league baseball but never get a chance? They're still damn good. Just because these stars are gone, you create new stars. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I think you could actually do that if you wanted to get serious. So this is, a, I, I guess, modern, like millennial, like like Craig's son yeah. um, watches for players, right, for star players. A lot of kids like he loves now, Steph yeah. Curry. Yep. Um, but to me, I, I feel like I'm a little bit older. I am technically a millennial, but I feel like I've watched players, great players. One day they're here. And they all eventually retire. They're all eventually gone. Like all of us. So when it's Steph day, Curry you're gone. Yeah. Exactly. So There's... when Steph Curry retires, is Sonny There'll still going to watch? One. Is he still going to watch Warriors basketball or is he just gonna be like, Oh, Steph Curry's not there anymore? He might not. He might find another star on the Pelicans yeah. or on the Grizzlies. He might be a John Morant sycophant. I mean, that's that's the point. Once if that's, they're gone, you find a new guy. If that's the direction, I guess, sort sort of future fandom, it's it's more star driven. I understand where this argument sort of Sure. The, does not work as well, but the I mean, danger you would have is if you did that and they ever had the balls to start their own league. Go do which it. I don't I know don't that care. they would because of no. You might not care, but the league would then fail. So if you if you wiped out an entire league and said, you know what, you guys want too much money, it's enough of this. Mm-hmm. We're moving on. We have a strike. We got another thousand guys that are coming in, and they're the Yankees, and they're the Blue Jays, and they're the Reds. Fair enough. But if the current six hundred, well, a thousand, whatever, with all the stars, actually had the balls and the money to start their own league, the fans would watch that. I wouldn't. You might not, but the far majority, <laughs> yeah. like you bring up uh, Craig's kid as an example. Yeah, if he would you go. did it in basketball, yeah. those, like my son, those kids are going to go watch Steph Curry and Zion Williamson. They're not going to watch that next great college kid coming up they never heard of mm-hmm. just because he's in a Nick jersey. Somebody would have to run the projections and do do testing to see oh, what sure. percentage that it they would, would actually happen, lose. Yeah, yeah, it but... takes billions of dollars to start a league, but if they ever did – then your idea would would be in trouble because I don't know how many people would watch the new league. I mean, you guys are already more amenable than Craig and Evan. Evan See was that? sort of just like, oh no, it was, I don't it was disagree a bad with you. I think I think in theory it works. I don't practically. I don't know yeah. that it does, but okay. I think theoriously we're not arguers, it's not a bad idea. Jerry and I. Well, we we see be. all sides of everything. You love arguing. What are you talking about? I do love about? to argue. <laughs> yeah, I, Certain things. I've never met someone like him that likes conflict more. <laughs> there, <laughs> is, there is an argument that you make with Boomer that I agree with you 100% on. Which is? Um, players taking max salaries. Oh, God. Drives me crazy. Yeah, that is a problem. Why does it matter what – this is – I apply this in my personal life. I don't care what my coworkers make. They could be doing one-tenth of what I do and making more money than me. It doesn't impact me at all. It doesn't matter. You do what you do. It's it's like I've, I'm happy with the amount of money that I make. And now, uh, almost everybody I know disagrees with me. This guy uh, Shashank being number one, he he's always like, "Oh, I, I got to make more. I got to make more." But like, it doesn't matter if you're comfortable. If if, if I have enough money to do what I want to do, like, what's an extra like ten percent going to really do for me? It's just going to be sitting in my bank account. And now, right. right. And now think about the levels we're talking about and the numbers we're talking about. Absolutely. Tens of millions, That's, not hundreds of millions. This, of I, I ask this question seriously all the time because if these players say they want to win, if I'm LeBron James and I really want to mm-hmm. win, I'm making $40, $40 million from Nike um, on my contract or whatever I'm making. Take the veteran minimum and just get a, a team full of all-stars and you'll win every year. And so if you say, oh, I, all, I, all I care about is winning, then put your money behind it and actually do it. Now, I think there's a happy medium to that, but I agree with you. 
I mean, veterans minimum in the NBA is a couple million dollars a year. There are people, there are people all across the country that would love to make a couple million. You know, ninety nine point five percent of the people in this country would like. And it's not like I'm asking him to basically be a pauper. He's making a ton of money on endorsements as well. Agreed. I don't dis. Again, I don't know that I would tell him they got to take the veteran minimum, but I agree. The every dollar thing is insane to me. Doesn't make sense. Somewhere between the veteran minimum and fifty million (laughs) dollars. Yes. All right, give us one more big topic, because then I have to go. My car is parked. Jerry has an update. Okay. Will you give um, us your your thing on there you had wanted to 100% make sure you hit on. All right, I'll give you two options. We could talk about the bidding for this experience, okay. which oh, I okay. think is a fun experience, or I can talk about my favorite podcast story in the history of the postgame podcast. Oh, your pick. I like both of them. I think we have room time for both real quick. <laughs> okay. Give us your us. favorite <laughs> right. Give us your favorite podcast story and then we'll talk about the bidding process for other people listening if they're interested in bidding in such a in such a thing. Yeah, because actually there's another one closing tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. It closes or opens? It closes tomorrow morning, I believe. Oh Jesus. It's yeah, a, yeah it's already been open and oh. uh I guess we talk about them all all oh, morning okay. tomorrow and then I guess oh, it closes. I gotcha. tomorrow. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll start with the favorite podcast story. June 15, 2017, there was a fellow by the name of Lawrence John Ripple. Okay. Um, a 70-year-old man, I, I, it was somewhere in, in the Midwest, was uh, arrested robbing a bank, and he got arrested on purpose. He says that he just wanted to get away from his wife. <laughs> <laughs> and his sentence was 30 days of house arrest. <laughs> I don't remember that's that, but that's awesome. Him, yeah. That is funny. <laughs> Didn't quite work out the way he wanted it to. No, no absolutely be. not. He wanted Please, to get sir, away. But, I don't uh, want house arrest. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Okay. Good. Um. <laughs> And that's why I say, uh, number one, that thing that I learned from my job is don't have kids. Number two is don't get married unless you're really, really sure. <laughs> right. Because if you way to too be, many people make that mistake. Yeah, you get trapped in. Uh, it's never... amazing how quickly people get married. Yeah, like it's it's supposed to be a decision that's, I mean, theoretically supposed to last the rest of your life. And some people are like, yeah, we get married. Like, really, really thought this through, huh? And then they get married and realize, what the hell did we just do? Well, yeah. you got married, Jackass. I love when they, you know, I watch 90 Day Fiance, which I love. And uh, they, it's like they get married, they go through the whole process, and then they try to figure out how they're going to mm-hmm. be together. Like, shouldn't you figure this out? Again, do it way too quickly. Yeah. Yep. 90 days, not enough, huh? Not enough. You need more. Not enough. All right. And now, what was your bidding process for this? Okay. So um, I bid. I started bidding on the last day. There were a couple bids. Um, last year, it, the first one came in on November 19th, 2021. And I started my bidding on November 23rd, 2021. And there was a little bit, as Spike calls it, a little bit of a bidding war at, uh, oh, at the end. Oh, I do recall that, yeah. Um, I was not aware at the time that when you put a bid in, they actually extended the grace period or the bid period for an additional 10 minutes to allow other people. So I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, let me just swoop in at like 10.59 with 50 seconds and be like, oh, yeah. definitely." So I bid $1,025 at that time. Um, The next person uh, bid, I guess, four minutes later, um, 
1,275. And that's when the war really started oh between God. me and Jets fan 16. I have no idea. Jets fan 16? <laughs> Maybe it was Al just trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to bid up his own experience. He does have the hat on today. I like that. But when it all finished and closed, so I, my initial bid was 1,025. And my final bid, which actually won, ended up being twenty five twenty five. So double. So you really went up there. I, I figured um you we know appreciate like, that. I'm gonna be the first one to ever co host a podcast. Right. It's going straight on my LinkedIn. Perfect. <laughs> um and I know there's gonna be one that closes tomorrow, but even that person is gonna be second. And I might just I might just bid again and just try to win it again. Oh, we'll see you again in November uh, of next year. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it the day before Hunger Dog closes every year. Plus, get this tax write off. It is a tax write off. Yeah, you it's could, a donation. You could tell you're an accountant. You got all you have all your dates uh, perfect. You like there was a story on December. <laughs> it was it's printed out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Jets fan sixteen and I went back. I believe I bid once. He or she bid once, then I bid again. He or she matched again, and then wow. I what went a battle, Jerry! Over the top for the we last one. A lot one. to uh, to surpass this year. I think we actually uh, because of that bit, be your bidding that I think ours was uh, the biggest one. Nice. We well, because the other ones you just come and watch. Right. This we'll you're partaking. You micro- we'll yeah. put you on a microphone. Right. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. This is also one of our longest post yes. podcasts. Also. Yeah, I far exceeded so, the 15 minutes so, that they told right. me it was going to be. You. Absolutely. Do you do, uh, will you do a Sia at the end? Uh, sure. Jerry doesn't do Sia's. Eddie will do a Sia. I do the Sia. Now, do you want me to go at the same time? Or no, do no, you like, want... I'll, we can go back and forth. Like, Jerry will say, blah, 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 blah. then I'll go Sia, then you go Sia, then I might go Sia. Then you be, like, you get the last Sia. Let's so do if it. I do a Sia. You get the last one. Let's do it. All right. Jerry, do you close it out? No, you do. Oh, warm-up show. Oh, that's right. Uh, the warm-up show is next. Uh, it was it, terrific. It was terrific. It was hilarious. And all that stuff. So, 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 pretty good. So, do a real guttural one. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it like we're real manly men. Ready? So, so, so. Now as if we were girls. See ya. See ya. Soul? Get out. (laughs) That was very funny. That was awesome. I hope the uh, rest of the audience enjoys that. (laughs)